That was terrifying. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up, Troy? What's up, man? How are you guys? So, so uh, who do we got on the left? And Do you want my video on? I'm just in my truck, actually, outside, uh, just headed back into camp. It's up to you, man. Whatever you want. We just did it so you got something to look at other than a black screen. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be recorded anyways. Okay, cool, dude. So who do we got on? We got the Time's Up guys. Correct. I'm the one in the orange flannel is Nico. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to wave, but it's not. Yeah, the guy in the plane. I'm Zig. I'm on the beach. (laughs) I'm Hunter. Awesome. Zig and Nico got it. Okay. I'm Shido. I'm hunting with my my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you guys at? You're in all in Arizona right now? Yeah, we're in... uh, uh, who's sexy mother effer? That's Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could have made that's names awesome. out there. That would have made life easier, huh? Yeah, iPhone. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's on there now. So we're in, uh, we're in Arizona right now. Um, we just had our matchup. Today's day one of the matchup. Um, our last mule deer matchup of this first season. Well, that's awesome. Nice. So, um, we'll yeah, it's that, going really good. Both, uh, both teams are out in the field. One team is putting a stock on a buck right now. Um, so it's getting exciting. Well, I mean, I guess that's our intro. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and well introduce yourself? Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you want, I mean, we can, I don't know if you guys, like I was on a bow hunter planet and they like wanted to kind of get a little bit of the criteria, you know, beforehand. And then they wanted to start their show, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, if you guys want to do the same or if you just want to get right into it, I'm good either way. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll start diving into it pretty much now. We'll keep it raw. It's kind of, we seem to flow better that way. We start putting anything on a script and we all act like idiots. So, (laughs) so, uh, (laughs) Hey, but before we get rolling, I just want to tell you guys, so your, your guys' podcast is time's up. Yep. Did, I I don't know if you're aware out in Utah, there's a big, a big group called times up. T-I-N-E-S. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen their stuff. And, uh, and so there's a, there's a little bit of a, uh, discrepancy on, is it times up or times up? And so as I've been telling people about you guys, I'm like, no, it's times up. Cause those guys, those guys have some enemies and some friends in Utah. So yeah, (laughs) sweet. It's kind of funny when I uh, mentioned times up to some people they are like those dickheads, you know, like, like all sorts of. It sounds almost exactly the same when you're saying it. Like I know you're I know. saying two different things, but it sounds on over the over the speaker. Uh, it sounds like this is the same thing. Time with an M. Yeah. Well, times we're times up, like the one, well, like the women's rights movement. Yeah, times up. <laughs> yeah, which I'd like to say I started times up before the women's rights movement. So, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Every now and then. Well, we... I'm uh, I'm super pumped to be on on with you guys. Um, and the nice part is this Times Up doesn't do a podcast, so don't worry about that. They're just shed hunting and outfitting. So. Yeah, man. I never even heard of your stuff, to be honest, until uh, Carbon reached out and kind of gave us a gist and said we should have you on. And I'm like, well, that's kind of an awesome basis. So we're happy to have you on. And kind of, well, I'm, I'm excited to learn about it because I, other than a little bit I've seen on your Instagram, I don't know anything about it either. So I'm excited to get some info. Yeah, um, I can get right into it. So uh, we hatched this idea a couple years ago and, you know, being my background, just I'm a collegiate athlete. I'm, I've done some Ironmans and I just kind of tried to keep the competition level in my life, you know, high, but in hunting, I always felt like we were competing anyway. And 
I felt like the shows that are are now on on television aren't real. They're not reality of hunting. I feel like a lot of guys hunt on private land or you know reshoot stuff. And as I've been watching hunting shows over the past years, I've seen like um you know you watch a hunting show and you're like, there's no way that they have that camera angle and the animals still be there. Like that's impossible. You know that's impossible. So. Right. Um, we decided to go ahead and uh, and hatch this idea of, of a hunting competition that is going to capture really, you know, everyday guys. And that's been the coolest part about it is we, we uh, drew up the rules. We bought the tags. Um, we bought landowner tags in New Mexico. And then we bought um, uh, tags for guys down here in Arizona and we set up the camps we went and got a bunch of gear sponsors and uh now have guys coming out and not knowing what team they're going to be up against we randomly drew teams and then they compete for the six or seven day hunt that we put on for them we supply their food we supply all their gear everything that we you know we've got from our awesome sponsors and then they are up against each other and it, it varies by the scoring system. Some hunts we're going to do total meat taken from the animal. Other hunts we do antler size plus the maturity of the animal. So the ones that we had this year were all archery hunts. Um, like I said, we started in New Mexico in September. We had four teams apply and get drawn and showed up to Mexico to hunt big bulls in the in unit 16C. And we had four cameramen out there, two, two cameramen per team. And they went and competed. And uh, we went off of the scoring system is a total gross inches of the horns um, or antlers plus the maturity, which counts for double. So if you shoot a five-year-old animal, you get 10 extra points. And then we actually did a shot deduction on the yardage. And what I, what we did is we said, we want everybody within 40 yards. That's a killable, you know, very good range with an, with archery equipment. So zero to 40 yards is a zero point deduction. If they take a shot from 40 yards to 60 yards, they get a 10 point deduction. If they take a 60 to 80 yard shot, they get a 20 point deduction and anything over 80 yards is a 30 point deduction on their score. And then at the end of the week, we tally up the scores on the animals killed and declare a winner. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So it's, it's basically you get people get to go do a dream hunt covered with some, I'm assuming, pretty badass gear and pretty awesome places. A lot of right. people would never even get to go draw a tag, right? How yeah, I mean, we, uh, we bought the unit-wide vouchers in 16C, which is a – a terrifically hard hunt to draw in New Mexico for any, anybody that's not a, you know, a resident. And even if you are a resident, you know, you could go 10 years without drawing that unit. We went and bought those. Um, we've got awesome gear sponsors. Prime bows, um, is one of our gear sponsors, G five broadheads, uh, Leopold optics. Leopold came up huge for us. They gave us spotters, binos, range finders, and, uh, sunglasses for each, each contestant on the show. Um, we had mountain mafia sleeping bags, Davis tents, huge sponsor for us. They gave us all their wall tents. We got set up with wall tents from them, um, to house all of our, our hunters and stoves. Um, we've got quite the setup. We had peak refuel. 
So Peak Refuel does uh, dehydrated meals for backcountry hunters, and they supplied all the meals for for guys that while they were out in the field. Um, spider uh, bow spiders for each group where they can get access to their bow as quick as possible. Badlands backpacks for each guy. Sheep feet, which are custom orthotics, were shipped out to each one of our contestants, so they got that. Um, I mean, the gear list goes on and on. Crispy boots, black Ovis pants, no. crispy socks. Like the guys get to crazy. keep all this stuff. <laughs> so they get to keep most of it. Okay. Um, the only thing that we did, and we wanted to add a little fuel to the fire, is we uh, we said the winning team gets to keep the spotting scopes and the the optics. The losing team has to turn them back in. Okay, cool. so you, I mean, yeah, you pretty sweet. much won just by getting on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you think about what these guys get for their hundred dollar entry fee. So yeah. it's a hundred dollars to apply per team, fifty bucks per guy. Um, and how it works is. We had eight teams that we drew last year. And so when you applied, we just we just put everybody into the hat for all the hunts. Once we drew a team out, we'd call that team. We'd interview them. We'd see what, what dates, what hunt fit their skill set best. And then we went out and tried to find the – and then we drew another name and we would we would do our matchups that way. And okay. it, it actually came out really cool. We had a zero to three year uh, experience archery team. We had two teams that got drawn. And so we had those guys go first. And it was one team that was matched up from Alabama who only had one year of archery elk hunting experience. Oh, wow. And a team from Utah who had only uh, archery uh, elk hunted one year. So we matched those two teams up as kind of our inexperienced matchup. And then we had a two teams that got drawn that were five plus years experience. And so we kind of go through and match up the right teams. There were some teams that we interviewed that just didn't have the right fill. So we refunded their hundred bucks back to them and said, Hey, apply again next year and we'll redraw and see if we can, you know, figure it out. So we feel like the application is awesome because teams all have the same opportunity to get drawn and be on the show. How many people applied? Uh, season one, our odds were incredible. We drew eight teams out of 47 applicants is all we had. Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. yeah, those are good odds. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. season two is going to be uh, a little bit higher for sure. So we're going to have, uh, um, and I'll let you guys in. Obviously this is, uh, going to air. We're going to, uh, announce all of our teams, uh, this week. Okay. So, or all of our, our season two hunts, I should say. Um, I'm looking at probably teams will be drawn season two. Oh wow so you got more teams going too more teams more hunts i mean uh we're gonna have some sweet hunts where we're gonna have a mountain lion hunt we're gonna have a uh, two duck hunting teams we're gonna also include a youth matchup so your your hunter has to be under 15 um oh. and then they're gonna get a spotter and a packer and it's going to be a cow elk hunt, and it's whoever's team can get the most meat back to camp wins. Man, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So my question is, you are doing, is it one winner per episode, or is it like a season-based uh, competition? If, yep, great question. Yep. It's one winner per matchup. Per so matchup. we always declare a winner. And if both teams don't tag out, we go to a sudden death shoot-off. Okay, Archery. is that that's going to consume how many episodes per season? Um, we're so looking at probably two, 
two-ish episodes, two to three episodes per matchup. Okay. Nice. Right. Okay, cool. All right, so here's my so. question. So let's say, I mean, you kind of broke it down on what you get and how you get in there after you, you know, so you apply, you go through the application process, you win. What happens next? So I want a trip. We don't know what it is. What's the next yep. step from there? So next step is we would call. We'd talk through it with you. Say, hey, this is what you, you've been selected on Hunt Wars. Um, we will give you the state that you are, you are competing in and the animal that you're competing in. So if I said, Hey, you're going to be coming to Arizona, the date range is going to be January 3rd through the, you know, the eighth, um, we will give you all the pertinent information, but we do not tell you the exact unit or location until two weeks before your hunt. That way it's a level playing field. We want our, our hunters to come in and have to really understand and be successful in a unit that they've never stepped foot in. So I can't so fly out there we, two months in advance and scout and exactly mm-hmm. nobody can step foot in the in the unit. And we give each team one day of scouting when they arrive. But we also have hunt and fool uh, VIP memberships for them that they can they can tap into that resource and also any e scouting about two weeks before their hunt starts, um, so that they do have good ideas of what what to look for, what animals, where, you know, what water holes are where, uh, hunt and fool has been a great resource that way to help our, our hunters get ready on an e-scouting basis and, a, and kind of get to know the unit they'll be hunting. And then they show up and we turn them loose, uh, one day before their competition starts to go scout. Nice. And then, so you get the two weeks you fly out you obviously, I'm assuming everybody meets up somewhere and there's some, it looks like there's a base camp. Basically everybody meets up at. Yeah, so we have base camp. Uh, we we usually have a chefing camp that takes care of all the meals for the guys. Um, they get all their gear packs at camp. We kind of make it a really cool experience for them to show up, and they walk in their tent, and you've got all their gear laid out. It's it's pretty sweet. And uh, and then yeah, they head out and scout, and uh, we we're there all week supporting them, making sure that they've got everything they you know they need to be successful whether it's going and getting a flat tire changed. Uh, we had a CV boot blowout this year. So we had to run that into town and get that fixed. Like we're just there constantly to help them continue to hunt as hard as they possibly can. And that's cool. So you basically go to a badass public land outfitter without a guide. Pretty much. <laughs> and with all that badass gear you could get. Exactly. And these guys are hunting limited quota units, most likely more than, you know, most of the time. And so you're going to have really good animals. Um, that's kind of the, the whole mantra of the show is I want to put guys in public land, but in, you know, limited quota units, like you guys talked about, like hunts that they never could afford maybe, or do, you know, on their own, we want to bring that kind of to the general public and then film it. And it's been, so cool to watch the different personalities just in season one of different hunters showing up different strategies being in you know uh incorporated and us capturing all of that that's pretty awesome have you had any struggles with so you got i mean you probably go more and more as different seasons go on and you expand but so you got it's a tv show how has it been with guys who have zero tv experience putting them in front of a camera for probably the first time um, it's been, uh, fun. I mean, uh, it's funny. Uh, there's definitely been some learning curves on who to talk to, when to talk, how to talk. Um, we, uh, we have just kind of, you know, taught them a little bit about, Hey, you need to, you know, 
talk to your partner. Don't talk to the camera. Like we've really coached them, but the raw personalities is what I've actually loved. And sometimes, you know, you get quiet two quiet guys and that's okay. Like there's not going to be a ton of to be said during that episode, but you're going to watch those guys go kill an awesome bull or buck or, you know, so cool. Yeah. I mean, hunting with a cameraman is even when it's one of your buddies and so like my brother and I have been hunting together forever. Even when we go film, that's still, it's, it can be a real pain in the ass. So to have nobody who's never had a camera and now you're trying to kill a bull elk somewhere you've never been. And now you got to do it with a yep. cameraman over your shoulder who you don't know. With a bunch of strangers. Not, yeah. not only, not only a cameraman, but you're with, you know, you're competing. So the pressure's on there. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's uh, it's been a cool adventure and I think it's just going to continue to catch on. Our biggest thing is, you know, um, I've been really, really blown away with how much positive stuff there have been a couple naysayers about competition and hunting. And, you know, my answer is always the same to those guys, which is we're as high ethics as you possibly can. We have a draw blood rule. So if an animal is wounded, that is that team's animal for the re- entire remainder of their hunt. Normal standards of normal guys out hunting probably yeah. don't have that highest standard. If somebody right. shoots one, they probably are going to go shoot another one if they're on public ground. Yeah, so um, we don't, we don't, don't allow that. Yeah. We wound an animal. That's their animal. And on top of that, you know, it's almost kind of like golf where you're focused so much on your own hunt. You're not really, you're, you're trying to kill the most mature and best animal for that unit. And that's what you're focused on. The competition just makes guys try harder. It makes them get up earlier. It makes them climb that next ridge. It makes them stay out all day as opposed to going back to camp. Oh yeah. Like that's the things that we wanted to capture. You're always going to have naysayers and people whining about it. There's people that don't think little kids should keep scoring soccer too. And yeah. we all make yeah. fun of them. Yeah. So whatever. And we know what happens in right. society when they don't. So, yeah. <laughs> right. You guys sound like, uh, like you, you sound like me. I, uh, I'm a competitive guy and it, there can be healthy competition and everything. Yeah. We're competitive 100%. in everything you do. Very it makes much. my, makes life a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. So with the, uh, variety of hunts you're going to be doing this next year, whereabouts like are you going all over the country it sounds like you're mainly west right now like west and southwest with your hunt so like what are you going to be doing with as far as trying to keep everybody you know with like a level playing field on good hunts yeah so it's it's funny i mean i've had more east coast teams actually last year we had more east coast teams apply than west coast teams and those guys were super jazzed to come west and and, uh match up elk hunting um we we have started out west it seems like guys really love hunting mule deer and they really love hunting um elk and just with the the opportunity out here to where you can still be on public land and get into really good animals um the more east i go i'm trying to figure out how to do a whitetail hunt i would i I, i'll figure it out it's just how do you you know the the public land that you hunt in Kansas or you know all over the east coast for whitetails is not the most desirable i'm sure there's some hidden gems out there but most guys are hunting private ranches and so we've got to figure out how to incorporate that into a level playing field and into a competition but yeah for right now um, the most most of the hunts are going to take place either in Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Idaho or Wyoming kind of that range yeah, that's definitely, I mean, when we first heard about the show, that's the big draw that came to my mind is I could potentially go hunt something that I don't get to hunt. We're all from Michigan, so right. you tell me I get to go hunt yeah. elk and mule deer out in New Mexico or Arizona. Yeah, so. I'm drawn instantly. Yeah, that's 
that's it. You tell me I can go hunt whitetails in Missouri or Iowa or whatever else. I mean, yeah, I would love to. And if you're going to give me all this sweet shit, I'll definitely put in for it. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pick elk and mule deer. That's the draw for sure. For the whole East Coast, yeah. I mean, from pretty much Nebraska East, I think that's what you're going to have. That whole half of the country is going to want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And fe- and season two will feature some rifle hunts as well, which I, I'm really excited about. You know, it's not just an archery show. This year, all of our hunts were archery. Um, but this next year, we'll have rifle hunts. Like I said, we'll have cow elk hunts that don't even have anything to do with antlers. Um, we're probably going to have a or we're going to have an antelope hunt. And that's going to actually be a really fun hunt because we're going to incorporate a minimum. You have to shoot a minimum size, but it's whoever can can actually tag out on that animal first. So it's not the biggest, it's fastest. Oh, that's cool. So we're going to do a speed round with that. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool different ideas. Um, so you're going to be matched up against another team and it might be, hey, we're, we got to pack as much meat as we possibly can back to camp. That's That's who wins. Or like I said, Hey, we've got to hit this minimum, but as soon as we hit this minimum, if we can tag out and get it back to camp first, we win. So there's going to be some really cool opportunities to have. We're not just focused on horn size. We're focused on all different types of, of, uh, of competitions. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome for yeah, sure. Sweet. How, uh, how are you guys doing with uh, kickback from game wardens and, and the DNR? Anything that you guys have had an issue with yet? Um, actually, no. Uh, the the fishing game, we actually had two fishing game officers put in four hunt wars last oh, really? year. So oh, okay. that's awesome. <laughs> they, they're as big a, big a diehard hunters as everybody else. And I mean, we've got valid tags and we've got valid licenses. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, is like Colorado, I was actually talking to um, uh, one of the DWR offices in Colorado. And it was interesting because they outlawed uh, hunting competitions in Colorado, but what it was, it was hunting competitions that had to do with killing multiple animals, like a coyote, you know, hunting competition where you're trying to tag out on as many coyotes as you can in a 24 hour period. They didn't love the, the, the idea and what that was kind of promoting. So they outlawed it. And when I went back to them and said, no, this is a different, like, we're not trying to kill as many deer as we possibly. Uh Uh-oh. I'm assuming uh, he's got a little bit of hasty wireless out in the boondocks. So, all right. So we had a little audio mishap there on our end, not the guy out in the mountains of Arizona. The aud- it wasn't audio; it was internet, internet. mishap. Sorry. <laughs> all right. John's an audio <laughs> professional, so he gets pretty upset. <laughs> all right. So I don't remember quite where we left off, but we'll go right back into what we were just talking about there, Troy. So basically. Applicate, you're about to start accepting applications, correct? We started, well, we were actually going to start applications January 1st. We ended up going a little bit early uh, because Aaron Snyder from Kafaru was out hunting and was like, hey, let's just open it up. And so we decided to open up applications and uh, for season two. So applications will run through May. Um, we will be announcing the new hunts of season two that I've talked to you guys about today, uh, this week from base camp here in Arizona. And, uh, and kind of talk about the draw process. Oh, so you'll get to know or at least have an idea of what you might be hunting before you even apply if you were to wait. Yeah, so when you apply for your for Hunt Wars, it's $100 per team like we've talked about. And that puts you in for all, all 16 slots. What so we're going to draw 16 names and then we'll match up those teams the best we possibly can. Okay, and how do we apply? 
So you go to huntwars.com, hit apply, and it will take you through an application process. It's very simple. We don't ask for any crazy information. It's just your, your basic information, your teammates' basic information. We ask some pertinent hunting experience questions, um, like how much hunting experience do you have? Do you like to spike out? Do you like to have a base camp? Um, just kind of general information that we can then pull that application and understand what, app, what, what the applicants, you know, experience level is and then you pay your hundred bucks and on top of applying for all the hunts we'll be doing uh giveaways and our first giveaway will be announced uh january 5th uh it'll be a new pair of leopold binoculars and we're going to pull one of our applicants out of a hat pretty much every week to get some sort of gear giveaway between now and may nice and you got to be applied to win your giveaways yep Sweet. yep That's yep you awesome. applied to to win the giveaways but we're talking about we're gonna have a prime bow we're gonna have uh leopold binos one week we're gonna have a uh, mountain mafia sleeping bag like uh these are our top gear sponsors a huge pack from peak refuel on meals um so our applicants will be in for all those giveaways throughout the application period that's pretty cool. So I like that you're sponsored by different companies too that guys probably wouldn't get their hands on. Like right. John just bought a brand new bow and it's not a prime. So it is not a prime. If, if he was to win, he'd have to put it down. He'd probably be upset. I, I, shoot, I shoot a prime. I love my prime. <laughs> that's a that's a actually yeah. a pretty good question. So the gear loadout are you, are you required to use the gear given? Yes, most of the time um, we do work with some. You know. Uh, for example, every year we do a brand versus brand matchup. So this is a above and beyond our random draws. We go out and we find a really enticing matchup with uh, like Aaron Snyder and South Cox. So that was a deemed matchup that we went out and did and added to the season because we wanted to see two guys that are heavy into traditional bows go head to head. So we went out there, got those guys to come and compete on our show. So in those instances, we do have a question on the applications that says, are you currently sponsored by any brands that we need to know of? And you need to list those brands out. And that way we can work with you on what, you know, what we, what we have and what we don't have. And I've been pretty open with our brands that we're going to have some, you know, big profiles on our show. And so a lot of the, some of the time they might not be using, you know, the, the, uh, the, the brand that we have in camp so yeah we work with guys that shouldn't that shouldn't deter anybody from applying for a show so and another to piggyback off of that um would be are you allowed to bring your own um let's say obviously i gotta shoot a prime bow but am i allowed to bring something or is it or do you have a packing list that you can only use these items or are we allowed to bring other items such as like different types of pruners or you know uh yeah we give you a packing list and then you can bring anything and everything above that. Okay. So we give you what we have supplied for you in camp. Um, for example, we didn't have a spiked out shelters for guys this year. I'm working on that for season two, but a lot of our teams on the elk hunts, they wanted to go spike out for a couple of days into an area that was really remote. And I told them that's awesome. Just let your cameraman know he's part of your team. So he's prepared. And then, you guys uh, can bring your own your own spike out tents and and do that. So 
we do allow guys to bring their own gear on top of what we supply for them. And at what point is that, is it too much? Like, uh, so we are, we work with, no, so this is a pretty good question because we're going to win anyway, but um, so there's a, we work with rad bikes and, uh, you know, like the quiet cat type e-bikes, um, or, or do you allow things like that? Side by side. Actually, oh, he's actually, we're we're sponsored by Baku, and so we have nice. uh, Baku bikes in camp for all the guys to use. Nice. That's pretty awesome, though. That's bad. Those are awesome bikes. So yeah, anybody who's never used the e-bikes, as soon as they get to ride on one of those, it's yeah. a game. Yeah, show. I was right. I was uh, I was Mr. Naysayer about the e-bikes earlier in 2020, yes. and then we uh, we ended up getting our hands on a few of those and. Uh, <laughs> I love them. Yeah, they're game changers, especially for New Mexico, where we were in our elk units, because a lot of those roads were closed. Yeah. Um, but they were really good roads to be able to go down. Those guys were zipping everywhere on those e-bikes, oh, and dude, they're dead awesome. quiet. They're awesome. And they're awesome. Those so awesome. the the uh, the hard part in that was trying to film while you're on the e-bikes <laughs> yeah, with yeah. our cameramen. Yep, yep. And uh and it was actually really funny. Um a couple of our cameramen were definitely not in bike shape. So having those guys riding 30 40 miles a week on uh you know on a, on an e-bike was uh was kind of funny. So I uh definitely our our cameramen learned very quickly they need to be in tip-top shape. They they were averaging about 50 to 60 miles on foot a week. And you think about it, you know, we had two teams come in and then a day of rest and then the next two teams showed up. So our cameramen, literally, you got fresh legs showing up to camp and these cameramen have already put on 60 miles the last week. It was uh, nice. Those guys are tough as nails. I was really impressed with them. They never complained. They were on on the tails of the hunters all week long. Um, it, it was, it was some epic stuff. You're going to see some really cool elk hunting footage, nice. um, from our teams. And then our mule deer footage is like crazy. I mean, you're seeing, you're going to see some giant bucks. Yeah, it doesn't get any more raw than and... some random people from Alabama shooting an elk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we already know the answer to this question, but where, where, where can, uh, where can people watch season one, season two? So, uh, huge partnership through carbon tv it'll be right on carbon tv um we also have hunt wars tv as a youtube channel and then so you can subscribe to that and then it will also be on amazon prime so we'll oh, be on all nice. three of those platforms oh, wow, very cool. cool very cool nice, nice land on amazon prime that's pretty awesome yeah. and when does season one air so season one will start uh the matchups will start dropping towards the end of january this month okay um so people will get to go on. Uh, we'll probably shoot it out to you guys so you guys can push it out on your yeah. guys' platform so yeah. people can go and watch it. Um, but we will start dropping episodes of the elk matchups uh, mid this month, and we'll go through uh, March until we get the uh, deer hunts done, and then the deer hunts will, will be loaded up and, and dropped soon after that. Nice. So I have a question that's going to take us a, another way. Um, it, well, it obviously has to do with your show. So how – we were talking about it when we were dealing with our little technical difficulty. How many episodes do you have planned that are not fulfilled with uh, draw holders or winners, if you will? Um, there'll only be three episodes that aren't guys that are randomly drawn. Okay. so There was only only one, one matchup, which was Aaron and South. That's okay. the only matchup that weren't just random – drawn everyday hunters well no so you've got obviously uh, probably a whole third season in the books that you're that you're planning i would imagine 
um, that you guys have the works that you want to do, like you were talking about, like golden eyes and stuff that we want to go duck hunt. Um, how many how many episodes do you have drawn up that you have not even had uh, uh, selected winners for? Oh, so so season one is what we're deeming is all of our matchups of this last season. So I think of season as like a hunting season. So we had eight teams that went and competed for season one. Each one of those will will each one of those matchups will have anywhere from two to four uh, episodes per matchup. So you've got those that are already in the books. We drew those last year. Season two is going to feature 16 teams and that is all going to take place in the fall of 2021. And we are taking applications for that right now. So season two will, will feature all of those, those hunts that we talked about, the mountain lion, the duck hunting, the antelope, the mule deer, the, the uh, elk. And so we will be, we will be drawing those applicants in May uh, at the end of May. And what we want to do is we want to capture not only what they do, like, you know, their backstory of their family life, their work, but also what they're going to do to get ready for the hunt. So shooting workouts, all of that stuff will be incorporated into season two so that we can better let our viewers see what guys do to be successful out west. What it takes to get ready to get ready. That's pretty yeah. awesome. All right, so I've been talking – ever since I learned about your show, I've been running it by some guys we work with and guys I know would be interested. And a couple questions that I've noticed are, one, a big one is, let's say – so you've got you and your partner apply. We apply together today. So let's say we get drawn for a hunt in November. Well, John over here is prone to having babies during the rut. <laughs> so let's say something happens where he can't go. Are you basically like, ah, it's on to the next team, or can you pick a substitute? How What happens then? So we are allowing our applicants to substitute hunters if something like that happens. Um, actually, uh, that just happened last week. We had one of our teams, it was a Wyoming team that was supposed to show up on Saturday to, to compete this next week. Um, on Wednesday, he called me and said, I blew my shoulder out and can't pull my bow back. And I'm not even able to go uh, be a spotter. I've got to go in for (laughs) physical therapy. That's terrible. So we immediately went back to, we went back, we sent out an email to all of our applicants for season one that applied and said, we are going to redraw um, live on Instagram. And I went live on Instagram on Wednesday night and we redrew a team to compete this week um for hunt wars so we just went right back to all of our applicants redrew it this next season we'll probably have alternate teams for each matchup one alternate team will be drawn for each matchup in case something like that happens nice another question everybody's asking so if a team gets selected you get to go hunt elk in new mexico it's one guy gets to shoot i'm assuming and one guy's a spotter yep you have you designate your shooter and you designate your caller or your spotter we'd kill each other over who gets to shoot oh yeah i'm breaking breaking knees (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty awesome that yeah well i love all this yeah we're 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 having a blast out here i mean it's really cool to see these different guys that don't know each other come show up and compete um it's funny to watch how strategic so they're, they don't share information information with each other, obviously. They're not telling each other where they're going, what they're seeing. And so, but, but as, you know, in the background, 
knowing where my cameramen are, it's actually pretty funny to watch the strategic plays of both teams. And, you know, in some instances, they're literally within a mile of each other, but they don't know. And so it's, it's kind of been, it's been cool to watch them because they, they have, you know, they run into some rancher on the road and ask him and, you know, they figure out, Oh, we got to go here. And, and then the same rancher runs into the other team and tells them the exact, it's just hilarious to kind of watch all of that from a backseat. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that the teams have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That have you cool. guys had any issues with, I mean, you're hunting public land. So you guys had where you expected a unit to be not pretty hunted and you're ended up running into a bunch of people out there. I mean, it's all part of the game, obviously, but. Um, in some areas. Yeah. In New Mexico, um, I felt like a couple of our teams were, were really competing hard with a couple of the local outfitters there and some of the general, general public. And that, that is, that's just part of the team uh, or part of the game. Yeah. We, we try to buy really good landowner tags that have limited quota units. So we know exactly how many hunters are drawn that area. And it hasn't been a problem other than maybe a day or so. I mean, most of the time guys are on their own and have had ample opportunity to go kill animals. And there's, you know, those areas seem to have a lot more elk or deer in them. And so that's why we've, we've spent the money to do that. We want guys to have not only an amazing, you know, hunt and, and a dream, a dream hunt and get a ton of gear, but also, you know, being able to, to really win their competition and not feel like they're just scrambling. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it is all part of the game, so. Right, yeah, I mean, that's, it, but that's as, know that as real trying. as it gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean. That's a pretty awesome idea. How did you, how did this come into play? How did you start doing this? Um, I, uh, I honestly, it's, it's just kind of been over the last couple of years. I just have been a little bit down on what, what the hunting world has become on television and YouTube. And I just felt like, uh, there's been a little bit of a lull in the shows that are produced. It's the same guys, same personalities. I mean, I don't even know how many shows the Drury's have on the outdoor channel. Now I swear they've got like 10 episodes <laughs> yeah, of different really. stuff. And, you know, I watched Jim Shockey shoot a 70th moose, which is cool, but it's Jim Shockey <laughs> again, shooting a moose. And, and so I'm like, you know what, let's go get, let's go get everyday guys out there. They're, they're going to be awesome personalities. There's going to be some tough personalities. There's, you know, our Alabama team, there were two brothers and, and they had a miscommunication on something and ended up getting in a, in a somewhat of a fight. And (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, so there's, there's, there's ups and downs and drama. And I just, I, I think it, it, it spawns good television. And as long as we keep the ethics at the foremost, and that's one thing that that's why we, we interview each team that's drawn is we want to make sure that we are are picking, you know, the, the guys that are on our show are of highest, highest ethics, good hunters. Um, I mean, Aaron Snyder, I, I was absolutely taken back with how awesome he was on his language, watching his language in front of the cameraman. I mean, yeah, yeah. if I had a quarter for every time he said, hey, don't film this, we would, you know, we would have made all of our money back. But it was funny. Um, <laughs> because he was he was uh he was really really fun to have on the show and and really knowledgeable he's definitely a strong personality yeah 
I mean, if you, you, if you said, yeah, one of the stronger personalities in the hunting industry and that dude was, was fantastic yeah, to have. Sure. He was so yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a hard part is having to actually watch our language yeah. on a TV show. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're on, we're just on carbon. So we're allowed to kind of. We, get, we get away with probably yeah. more than we should. We're PG-13 to <laughs> almost R at some episodes, for sure. We do pretty good, though. Our podcast is a different story. Our show, mm-hmm. we 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 got we usually do a, a weird voiceover, any any cuss words, but <laughs> sometimes we when we're editing, it's like if, we had clip. to edit a whole entire section of this show out <laughs> because yeah. somebody said the F word 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny you say that. We uh we definitely sit down with all of our guys and tell them try, you know, as hard as you can. Yeah. But in the moment it just seems like especially so we had a, a situation where, where one of the groups, you know, hit a bull uh in our in our elk hunts and, and uh didn't hit them as good. And actually it happened in our mule deer hunts as well as they wanted and, and some F bombs were definitely <laughs> dropped and my cameramen came back to me and we're like, what, what are we going to do? And I'm like, we're going to let that ride. I mean, that's what everybody's thinking in that moment. Yeah, and that's right. what the raw emotion, yeah. you know, of, of hunting is. And so, yeah, you're going to hear, you're going to hear a few, but they're definitely, you know, well-placed and we're, we're pretty mild mannered the other well, time. I mean, that's one of the things we love about being on carbon TV is that it gave us the, uh, you know, aside from being just downright vulgar and, and, and people not wanting to watch it because, you know, who really wants to watch that at the end of the day? But just the real – just being able to be real like you just said, I mean, it's part of it. That's what anybody else would be thinking too. So, you know, anybody watching is going to completely understand it. And Carbon allows for yeah. that, you know, back and forth. And that's one of the things that we've loved about being with Carbon since the beginning is is that aspect right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny, you know. And somebody who hasn't hunted before doesn't understand that you put six days of time. You're waking up early. You're pushing your body physically, mentally. Oh, the amount you, of emotion. You do that all for, oh, all for one opportunity at one animal in that one moment, and you don't execute. That is, there's there's a lot of emotion wrapped yeah. up in that, and yeah. um, hopefully we can capture that and, and kind of portray that to the general public that watches our show. Um, we also will have a lot of, a lot of blurbs about the animals that we're hunting, um, just general information. Um, you know, I, I, I loved the show deadliest catch and I love that it kind of showed where the boats were, you know, in the, in, in certain times. And so we're going to try to capture that where you'll be able to see different pins of where guys actually are during their hunt, how much they've traveled, a recap of the miles driven, oh, hike, cool. elevation gained. Um, we want to kind of, you know, show all of those stats as the week goes on. I mean, this is something that's completely brand new. I've never heard anything like no. this. You this know, is I, one of the coolest TV shows I've ever heard of. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> literally just seen somebody post something on Instagram the other day, and it was a fairly popular page asked a question on her story does anybody actually enjoy watching traditional deer hunting shows anymore? And the, it was like a, it was a poll and it was a resounding no, yeah. like no, almost everybody that voted voted no on it. And it was because I, I, I mean, and we film the same way and some of our deer hunting stuff, like I'm like, this is like, I don't know why people want to watch this, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> not to dog. I mean, I'm not even trying to dog our own. I sound like I'm dogging on our show, but it's just, you, what you're doing is so different that I, I just think this is going to take off like crazy because people have been doing the same thing 
over and over and over again for so long. You know, we try to make our show different from that, but this is like worlds different from anything. So you're saying we got to apply for season two before it gets overly popular? We yeah. Have a chance to win yes, I do. Yeah, I'm mean, saying that because it's gonna it's gonna get popular. This is gonna be <laughs> yes, it's gonna like, be awesome. This is something that people who aren't even necessarily into hunting and fishing are gonna want to jump on and watch. And and I think that's a good thing too because that's gonna maybe spread the word and get a few more people involved, which is especially yeah. with the yeah, platforms I, you have. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's been cool to actually get. I've got a few emails from different people um, that have obviously like like seen something out there on social media or wherever. And um, I got one the other day that was really cool. It was a guy that was uh, had barely started hunting, and he's like, "Listen, I don't I don't have a partner that I feel like would want to do this with me. I'm a really really like really rookie." you know hunter I've, I've just barely started getting into it and i've had m- multiple people that have never got into hunting that are like can you match me up with somebody that's more experienced and so yeah it, it spawned an idea i'm like yeah why don't we have you know the city slickers match yeah. up where it's like guys yeah. that have never hunted before but we're gonna put you with a guy that's sweet and then watch these city slickers get to understand how to hunt what it is and uh i uh, I think uh, I think as we get going, you're going to see not only that, but you're going to see my ultimate goal in this is to take it international and have teams from all over the world yeah. competing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, you know, season three will probably feature a New Zealand stag hunt um, as well. Oh. So you're going to have a, a teams flying over to New Zealand to compete on on you know general stags, uh, which would be really right cool. <laughs> I mean, it, I was just thinking about something. You, you you mentioned Deadliest Catch. Think about how many people watched that show and loved that show, and a lot of those people probably thought, man, it would be kind of cool to do that. Well, they, you really can't. But this show, you right. watch this yep. show, and most of it, you could figure out a way to do it. And, and I mean, I mean, some of it you might have to pay a guide or something, but most people can do what they're watching on TV. So I'll, I'll take it like that. Like my wife, uh, for instance, she has no – she has no – she doesn't want to camp. She doesn't want to do anything outside, pretty much. I mean, I take that back, but uh, but she'll watch. Uh, she bear grills doesn't like it. But there was a show called like Naked and Afraid or Alive, which was essentially kind of similar to something you're doing in a different aspect. And now she wants hunting. to go camping. Same thing with let's yep. be honest and say that Steve Rinella pretty much changed the hunting industry. Yeah. Because it's not him just going and shooting 150 deer over four seasons. It's him. Yep. It's a whole different aspect of watching television now. It, she wanted to go turkey hunting, and that's a well, and you, story for a different day. But uh, <laughs> we went turkey hunting. So, oh my Atta god, boy, John! Oh wow. god, <laughs> John thinks he's still get, at work. That's what you get when you hang out with firemen. Uh, is, is that is that what like is that kind of summed up that noise of your turkey hunt? Just kind of yeah, like yeah, that's exactly what somebody's head. Yeah. That's exactly what his wife and his turkey hunt was. Yep. Long story well, short, she broke her collarbone. <laughs> but unbelievable. No. Well, it's funny you bring up Steve Rinella. I've uh, I've wanted to do a competition between him and Remy Warren and have it where it's filled the table. So okay. not only is it uh, judged on the the animal size, but then you also have they have to prepare oh. their very best meal they possibly can on top of that from the animal they kill. That's and cool. then they get judged on that as well. Man, so um, that's that a, that's awesome. another another thing we're working on. And 
you know, I, like I said, and everybody who hears this is going to have, you know, tons of their own ideas. We love having ideas sent to us. We've had tons of people reach out and say, Hey, you should do this matchup or do this, or what about this? And um, for us, we want to keep a variety of animals, a variety of personalities, a variety of people. And that's why we do our our draw system is anybody can apply. It, It does not, it does not limit you to not, you know, if somebody could apply that doesn't even have hunter's ed and then they go get hunter's ed, right. You know, if they're drawn. So we wanted to kind of keep it open so that we can, we can produce shows that are going to be interesting for somebody to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Ranella one would be really awesome, (laughs) but that, that aspect of the, I mean, you guys aren't just focusing on, like scoring the antlers or, you know, the size of the animal, there's other things involved too, which, you know, I think that'll also pique people's interests that aren't into that kind of stuff. You know, like, you know, they, you know, there's people out there that don't like trophy hunters, quote unquote, but when there's other aspects involved, it's, you know, it's about the meat or, you know, how much meat it is or the age of the animal, stuff like that. That's huge. Yeah. The show basically, instead of it being a trophy hunting show, it's a reality television show. Yeah. We we got an idea. We got an idea for you. It's a uh, do do a fireman edition, (laughs) like like big city original six, Detroit versus uh, FDNY, Boston, something like that. Yeah, you probably get four guys on each team, and 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 make us cook something too, because we're all we're all cooks. (laughs) That would uh that actually is a great idea. You could have rivalry fire stations. I mean, it really. You've got four applicants coming. Yeah, you you really, especially with big cities like Detroit. New York, Boston, you know, these say we're, we are somewhat rivalry, you know, we're all friends well, we and everything, but, talk shit. but we talk <laughs> shit to each other big time. Like, like I got a good buddy in New York and he just dogs me out all the time. Cause he says, all we do is put fires out in vacant houses. But <laughs> so you, you would definitely have the rivalry aspect if you, if you pulled in some, some, some guys from some fire departments. I know you like did that. a East coast versus West coast, right? You've got to have just piles of oh, ideas like yeah. that. You could do that all That's day. Right. Yeah, so our first matchup was the Alabama boys versus the Utah boys. That was our East Coast versus West Coast matchup. Oh, that was cool. really cool. Um, <laughs> we uh, we will probably do some state. You know, I get tons of inquiries of Idaho and Wyoming boys. Like, Wyoming's the best hunters on this planet. So I think I'm going to do uh, a solo backcountry, you know, Wyoming versus Idaho or something like that. You know, I want to. I want to I want to see if we can figure out who the best hunters are in each state. So, but yeah, we've got tons of ideas. Uh, you'll see some crazy stuff happen in season two as well um, with the hunts that we've got planned for that. Season three is going to be if this thing goes anywhere. Um, one thing, you know, like our application fee just goes back into more hunts. So for us, it's it's just buying more tags, having more guys go and hunt. And that's kind of the big thing. And the mantra of the show is we want to be able to supply New Zealand stag hunts for guys and, you know, pay, pay everything over, uh, pay their way over there so that these guys just have a dream hunt in a dream location, dream gear packs and, and be able to go compete. Man, that's awesome. I love it. I love all of it. I'm, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to watch it. I'm excited to apply. Congrats yeah. on it too. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, that's that, that's cool. got to be a huge, uh, like a dream come true for you. It's <laughs> awesome to see your baby become come to fruition, especially with the carbon TV and the Amazon. That's a nice that's no choice. small feat for sure. So congrats. Yeah, it was. It's been amazing. Our sponsors have just been so cool, so supportive. Um, 
that's when I kind of knew that we had something is when all of a sudden the sponsor started showing up at our door and we're like, we want to participate because those guys get hit up a ton, you know? And so that's when I felt like, uh, you know, it gave me the, the, the courage and the confidence to go ahead and, and launch it, even though COVID really held, you know, held us up. Like, Oh yeah. Especially we were, last we year. were supposed to go, Damn it, we were supposed to go to all the, Yep. the expos and the total archery challenge shoots and to be able to get the word out. And we just, it, it got all shut down. And again, all the expos this year got shut down. So um, I really do appreciate you guys actually having me on and getting the word out because our, our whole goal is to have awesome personalities and give everybody an opportunity to go compete on these, on these hunts. Yeah. We'll definitely throw the word out there. I mean, we've got probably at least three or four people that listen to this podcast. So my, yeah. my mom will hear it. And, uh, my mom, uh, my, my wife, and my kid will listen to it for sure. So we'll, uh, we'll throw the word out there and uh, we'll let everybody know about it. And uh, Hunt Wars with a Z, correct? Yeah. How, how, yeah. Can, how can we, uh, how can people find you? The, the, What's the best way to, to stay in touch with Hunt Wars? So if you go to Hunt Wars with a Z uh, Instagram page, and and follow us that's probably the best because we do all of our updates live on that um we we follow our stories um a lot of our posts and it also gives you updates on our on our competitors throughout the week um so you're gonna see you know updates this week from camp and from the glassing knob like my cameramen are doing a great job just having guys give updates last last time if you were following along you were seeing 180 inch deer pop up on your feed from Snyder and from South Sunt and then, you know, on the stock. So we try to give as much live updates as we possibly can. So go, go follow us on Instagram. Um, go subscribe to our YouTube channel would be the second thing. And then obviously um, if you're a subscriber to carbon TV or Amazon prime, as soon as our episodes start, start dropping, you'll be able to go access those uh, on those platforms as well. Awesome. Now the other, the other, the other thing is, is if you do go to hunt wars with an S.com, I own, we own that domain as well. So that will redirect you to the hunt wars with a Z. We just wanted to nice be a little move. different. Way to cover your tracks. Yeah, nice <laughs> is there anything else you, you want, you, you want people to know about, about hunt wars? No, I, uh, I think you guys have done an awesome job. I'm super grateful. Like I said, that you guys are, have us on. We're, we're super jazzed to have season one come to a close Yeah, and that we got through it Yeah, and we didn't have anybody die <laughs> and we did have some animals die. So that's good. good. Um, we had some ups, we had some downs and now we just got to go put that all together and, and bring out, you know, the very best episodes we can. But Applying for season two is a huge deal to us because we want to make sure we have more than 47 teams to go draw from and we get new personalities on the on the show. Um, So go apply. I promise you it's the best hundred bucks and you're going to be in for all the giveaways along the way. So gives you something to do. One more time. Where where do you apply at? Huntwars.com and you just hit the apply button. It's right there in the middle of the screen. You can't miss it. Perfect. Well, when we finish this podcast up here uh, in just a second, we, I guarantee you got 200 bucks coming your way. So. <laughs> At least. Well, I appreciate it. Good luck in the draw. It's so funny. That's one other thing I wanted to mention. I love when people, they, they apply, and then they send me all their trophy pictures of every animal they've ever shot. Well, you won't have very many of those. that betters their chances, you know, like, <laughs> look at all these animals yeah. I've shot. Like, that's, I'm glad that doesn't you better look your like chances. You yeah, right. Because <laughs> so, we live in Michigan. I'll send so. you my 100-inch whitetails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. But uh, yeah, thank you for supporting us and applying. I mean, it's cheaper than any draw system I've put in for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody spends more than 50 bucks on their own home state to, right. to put in. So right. we, just spent um, we wanted to make Missouri. it affordable for everybody. So Awesome. Excellent. Awesome, Troy. We'll be in touch and uh, good luck with the season. I can't wait to see it. Thanks, guys. We'll be back on once we get this baby launched. Sounds, Sounds, good. Good. Sounds good. Sounds good. See ya. See ya. If you're interested in being on the next season of Hunt Wars, visit www.huntwars.com. That's Hunt Wars with a Z. I believe they'll be taking applications until May. This could be the opportunity of a lifetime for most of us. So don't miss it.